Amen. I'm here ready again the word of God this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Psalm 65, the 65th Psalm. Hallelujah. Psalm 65. We have that say, Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to see you, Sister Barbara. Praise the Lord. Happy New Year. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Sorry to see our people out. Amen. And we're going to be reading from the 6th verse to the 11th verse. Here begin the ring of God's word. He who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the warring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations. Those living far away fear your wonders. Where morning dawn and evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it, and you enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain, for so you have ordained it. You drench its furrows and levels it with ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. Verse 11, you crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. Uh, we're gonna put up, we're gonna, we're gonna put a little, a, a, a little point there. You crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. May the Lord add a richest blessing to the reading of his words. Shall we bow our heads in prayer? Father, we come before you this morning and we thank you for this time. Here we are the first Sunday of 2016, God. God, we thank you that you allowed us to cross over into this new season and to this new time. And Father, we ask that right now that you will speak a word to us, a word in season. I dare say a rainbow word this morning, Father. We're asking for instruction. We're asking that you would give us what we need for this hour, Lord. Father, as the faces differ in your house, so does the need this morning. And so we're asking that you will speak pointedly to the needs that are in this house this morning. That when we leave this place, we will not leave the same way we came in Jesus' name. So, Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And we will not fail to give you the glory, the honor that's due your name. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, say amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to share with you a few moments from the subject title, Crowning the New Year. Crowning the New Year. Crowning the New Year. If you were here on um, watch night, All Year's Eve, amen, we, we, we shared the word crossover. And, I, and, I, and as I shared the word, I shared from the book of Joshua chapter 1, how God um, was raising up a new leader, Moses. God's servant had died and God was raising up a, a, a new leader by the name of Joshua and the people of Israel were devastated because their leader 
Moses, the one who led them out of captivity of Egypt, amen, had died. God um, um, did not permit Moses to enter into the promised land. And so they were sad and devastated. But God was saying to his people, now it's time to get up and cross over. It's time to stop mourning. It's time to stop crying. It's time for you to position yourself for what God has for you. And I don't know what you might be crying over from last year or maybe things didn't go the way you thought it was going to go. Maybe things didn't fall in line the way you thought they would fall in line. But we are in a new season. We have crossed over. We are headed towards the promise. We are heading towards the greater that God has in store for us. So I do believe that 2016, this is our year to shift into our destiny. If I would use 2015, 2015 what, what was the training ground, but now this year is time for establishment. This year is time to conquer it. See, in 2015, you saw it in the distance, but now you're up on it. So now it's time for you to do something about it. So this is the year that God is crowning the new year. As we just read in the book of Psalms, chapter 65, verse 11, it says, You crown the year with bounty, and your carts overflow with Abundance. As I, as, as I was reading the scripture, this scripture, Psalm 65, is really talking about God's power and God's strength. And how many times do we forget about God's power and God's strength? How many times do we forget that he is able, that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or even think? How many times do we forget and we get so caught up doing it our own way, but we, we, we fail to realize that his way is the best way? And so when we, we read this scripture in Psalm 65, we, we discover that God is a God who is not just powerful, but he's a God who is a God of provision. Amen. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. And so as we continue to read the scripture, we read about how he cares over the land and how he waters the crops and how he produces all over the crops and, and, and the fields and the abundance is just overflowing. But then what I like as we come to verse 11, he says, you crown the year with bounty and your carts overflow with Abundance. When I look at the word crown, the word crown means to, 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 to have a distinction of power, of rule, and authority. He crowns the year. It also means the top or the highest point, you know, from the crown of your head down to the soles of your feet. When you go on top of a mountain, you go to the crown of the mountain. So God is saying that at the crown of the year, at the beginning of the year, at the highest point of the year, the highest point in our calendar is the month of January. He's saying that I have crowned the year with my bounty. And I said, okay, bounty, bounty. Now, the only thing I knew bounty growing up was bounty paper towels, but what does bounty really mean? And so I begin to look at, at, at the word bounty because, you know, I, you know, sometimes we read the scripture, but we, we don't understand. So sometimes we have to dig deeper. Amen. Sometimes we can act like we know, but we need to go deeper and really do the research. And so as I looked at the word bounty, a bounty meant abundance. It meant generosity. It meant plenty. So God is saying that I am going to distinctly give you power and rule through my abundance and my generosity. One of the things that I love about the word bounty, because bounty is also a monetary reward or gift typically given by a government. <laughs> the 
That's what a bounty is. And so as I would begin to, to meditate on, on this scripture, the Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart. He said, all you need for 2016 is already here. All you need. He said, I have crowned the year with my bounty. In other words, I've given you all of your need, all of your supply. He knows what the next 365 days is going to look like. But he's saying that I've already crowned the year with my blessing. I've already crowned the year with, 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 with my promise. I already crowned the year with everything that you need for 2016. He's saying that I have already given you supernatural supply. In other words, you have access to that power and to that grace now. The problem with the church is that we, 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 we have wishful thinking and, 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 and we make New Year's resolutions and we're going to do this and, and do that. But we don't tap into the promise of God. In church, we are so good at talking a good talk, but we don't walk the walk. And God is challenging us this year, the crowning of this new year, that we will walk in his supernatural supply. All you need in 2016 is already here. It's already in God. God has already ordered your steps. The Bible says that he is the author and the finisher of your faith. In other words, he's already outlined your path, even your ups, your downs, your sins, your issues. He knows it before it's going to happen anyway, but he has appropriated his grace to help you through every struggle and every challenge that you will face in 2016. That gives me comfort to know that no matter what I face this year, amen, that he's already given me everything that I need. Abundance. Generosity. He's liberal with his blessings. So we think, well, God is going to punish. God's going to, no, 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 no. God wants great things for your life. Why don't you tell yourself, God wants great things for me. Okay, now say it like you, say it like you mean it. God wants great things for me. That's right. He want, he, and he has great things in store for you this year. I don't care how messy your life might be. I don't care, you know, because, you know, we, we, we put on good masks in church. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we look good. We dress good. We smell good. We dress up. But I don't care how messy it might be. God has great things in store for you this year. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1, he said, there is a time for everything. And a season for every activity under heaven. There is a time for everything. And a season for every activity under heaven. If you continue to read that, 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 that chapter, it begins to talk about there's a time to dance, there's a time to die, there's a time to live, there's a time to war, there's a time for peace. It talks about the different times that we go through in, 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 in life. And as I was praying about what 2016 meant, God will speak to me about the time, the time, the time, the time that we're in. He has crowned this new year, so he's also crowned the new year. What's the new year? New year is a new time. The new year is a, a, a new season. The new year is a new place. It's, 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 it's the flipping over of the old and embracing the new. It's, it's, it's the, the, the chart wiped clean. It's started with a clean slate. It's new. It's the beginning of a new cycle. It's the beginning of a new process. So whatever might have got messed up in the last process, that's gone now. It's something new that he's doing now. You don't have to bring the old process into the new process because it's something that he's doing right now. He's taking away the old wineskin to give you a new wineskin. He wants to do something new in your life in 2016. 
I don't care if it failed. I don't care if you had a setback. That's old. It's past. The Bible said old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We are in a new place, a new time, and a new season. And as I was uh, praying, he was saying that you can, we could all be in the same moment, but in a different time. We can all be in the same moment, but in a different time. And I said, Lord, how can that be? He said, well, if you were going online right now, it, it, it's, uh, it was last night. He said, okay, right now it's 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. But if you were go to Central Standard Time, it's, it's actually 8 o'clock. And then if you were go to, you know, Pacific Standard Time, all right, it's three hours even before that. It's 6 o'clock. But I can call someone in that moment, but we are in a different time. You see? And just like it is in the natural, so it is in the supernatural. That one person can say, this is my time of blessing. And the other person can say, well, this is my time where I'm just pressing through. We can all be in the same moment, but in a different time. And so as I was praying, I said, well, Lord, well, what time is it? What time is it? And he began to say, there are different times that I have my people in all at the same moment. So what I want to do briefly, and I'm going to get out of your way this morning, I want to talk about what time it is. What time it is. What time it is. God has already crowned the new year with his abundance. I'm teaching this morning. God has already crowned the new year with his bounty. In other words, he's already crowned the new year with everything that you need for this year. The thing is, you have to plug into what he has for you this year. We pray the Lord's Prayer every morning. Amen. Give us this day our daily bread. In other words, Lord, feed me something spiritually today so I can survive. Now, if you fail to get your daily bread and you starve, that's not the Lord's fault. That's your fault because you didn't say, give me this day our daily bread. If you, if you refuse to go to the mailbox to pick up the mail, it's just going to accumulate. You can't get mad that the post office didn't do their job. They delivered it into your mailbox. You just never accessed your mailbox to get what you needed. And so this year, we have to make sure that we access what God has for us. We've got the prophecy. We got the word. We, we, we got laid hands. We spoke in tongues. We fell on the floor. We did all those great things. But now it's time for you to partner with God to get what he has for you. So what time is it, Pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked this morning. I want to give you five things. I'm going to get out your way. First, it is time, it, or it's a time of remembrance. A time of remembrance, remembrance. A time of remembrance. As we are entering into this new year, amen. What are we, in the third day of January? As we enter this third day, in the month of January, in this new year, 2016, a year that none of us has ever seen before. A place that none of us has ever been before. A moment that we have never been in. It is a time of remembrance. 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 Job chapter 5 verse 8 through 16. He said, but as for me, I will seek God. And to God I will commit my cause. Who does great and unsearchable marvelous things without number. 
He gives rain to the earth. He sends waters on the field. He sets on high those who are lowly and those who are mourned are lifted to safety. He frustrates the devices of the crafty so that their hands cannot carry out their plans. He watches over the wise and their own craftiness and the counsel of the cunning comes quickly upon them. They meet with darkness in the daytime and grope at noontime in the night. But he saves the needy from the sword and from the mouth of the mighty from their hands. So the poor have hope and the injustice shuts her mouth. It is a time of remembrance. It's time for you to remember. We hear the word remember. Remember is the joining of one. Remember. It's time to rejoin. It's time for you to come back. It's time for you to think about what God has done for you. Often as Christians, we we go through moments of discouragement because we fail to remember what God has done for us. We say, oh, this problem is just too great. I cannot get out this situation. How how, am I going to make it through? But we fail to remember how he got you through the last one and the one before that and the one before that. That's why the psalmist says, when I think of the goodness of Jesus... And all he has done for me. Sometimes we have to have that time to remember what he has done. And the way to do that, we read the word of God. If he could do it for my brothers and my sisters in the word of God, then surely he can do it for us. If it could do it for your neighbors and your brothers and sisters in the house of God, surely he could do it for you. The Bible says he is no respecter of person that what he does for one, he will surely do for another. It's a time for some of you to remember what he's done. To join back. Remember. To put back, put it back together. Put the picture back together. Put the vision back together. Remember what he has done for you. It's also a, 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 a time of rejoicing. We made it over. We crossed over into a new year. I think about the song, never could have made it. Never could have made it without you. It's time for us to rejoice. It's time for you to put your, 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 your happy shoes on because you made it. Maybe your running buddy didn't cross over. Maybe your best friend didn't make it. But you made it. God's grace shined upon you. His mercy shined upon you. It is a time of rejoicing. Psalms 30 verse 11 through 12 says, you have turned my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and ashes and you have clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. For some of you, it's a time of rejoicing. It's a time for you to celebrate. And don't worry about the haters. Amen. Because haters are going to always hate. But you got to celebrate no matter what. Everybody's not going to be happy what God is doing in your life in 2016. Everybody's not going to celebrate what God is doing in 2016. But you have to celebrate yourself. If you got to throw your own self a party, throw your own self a party. Cut the cake, blow the candles out, and celebrate what God is doing in you. We always waiting for people to be happy for us. Sometimes we need to learn to be happy for ourselves. Come on now. Always waiting for people approval. Forget people. 
And I don't say that and I don't say that in a negative way. But sometimes we're so focused on the extrinsic that we forget that God has put something in our hearts and we cannot stop what God is doing in our own lives for the sake of somebody else. I can't hold back what God is doing in me because I want to make you feel comfortable. Just because your blessing didn't come yet, I'm not going to feel ashamed about my blessing. I'm going to rejoice. It's my time to rejoice. Yes, I got my degree. I got that job. Yes, I got married. I got this. I got it's my time to rejoice. I'm not going to feel bad because your time didn't come yet. Because when your time come, I'll celebrate you. All right. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll praise God for you. But this is my time, my season. It's my time to rejoice. And some of you, you just have to rejoice this morning. No, don't wait for nobody else. Celebrate the Lord all by yourself if you need to. And the good thing about when you begin to praise God, God will send some people somewhere high to celebrate you and celebrate his goodness. Sometimes the, the encouragement comes from places that you wouldn't even realize it will come from. But you just have to step up and say, I'm going to rejoice. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It's a time of rejoicing for someone in the house of God this year. Don't be ashamed to rejoice. Don't be ashamed to testify when God gives you that big breakthrough. So many times we pray for people. We pray that God will give a breakthrough and they get a breakthrough. And they, I don't know if I really want to share that. You know, I don't want to make no one feel some type of way. The devil is like, you better testify. You better shout it to the rooftops. You heard what the scripture says. He said, I will not be silent. When it's time to rejoice, you will not be silent. You cannot be silent. You cannot sit there and be quiet about what God is doing. You have to share. You have to testify. You're not gloating. You're boasting in the Lord. Because you know you didn't do it. You know only God could have done that in your life. It's time. It's a time of rejoicing. Some of you need to rejoice this morning no matter what you're facing and, 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 and what you're, you're, you're going through. The third one, and this might be a hard one for some of you, amen, but we all have been in this time in our lives in one way or another. It's also a time of repentance. A time of repentance. It's a time when we, 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 we take time and we look back over our lives and we see the error of our ways. We see maybe some of the decisions or some of the things that we have done the previous year. And so now it's a time of repentance. Maybe we didn't know we were sinning or maybe we didn't know we were outside the will of God or we were in the perfect will of God. And so it's a time of repentance. Repentance. The Bible says um, in Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 2 to 4, and this is God speaking about Israel. Israel had a command that they were supposed to, amen, destroy all of the other idols and places of worship in the land of Canaan. This was the command that God gave them even before they entered into Canaan. He said, you shall only destroy the places where the nations which you shall dispossess there serve gods on high mountains, on hills, under every green tree, and you shall destroy, destroy their altars, break their sacred pillars, burn their wooden images with fire. You shall cut down the carved images of their gods and destroy their names from that place. You shall not worship, you shall not worship the Lord your God with such things. God gave a command to Israel. He said, I'm bringing you out, but when I bring you out and bring you in, you cannot go in and do what they do. I'm your God. I'm the one that you're supposed to worship. I'm the one that you're supposed to honor. And God promised them Canaan. He promised them the land. But what happened with Israel? It's the same thing that happens with us. Sometimes we, 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 we don't follow the whole truth. We follow half the truth. When God says go in and turn off the light and shut the door, we just go and shut the door. We forgot to turn off the light. It's still disobedience. 
And so the Bible says in Joshua 17 now, it says, yet the children of Manasseh could not drive out the inhabitants of those cities. But the Canaanites were determined to dwell in the land. Why? And it happened. When the children of Israel grew strong, they put the Canaanites into forced labor, but they did not utterly drive them out. They did not utterly drive them out. In other words, they didn't fully obey what God told them to do. And so because of their disobedience, it opened up a doorway for their enemies to come in and to take residency with them. How many of you are sleeping with the enemy? Because you have not made the choice to fully obey what God has said. So now it is a time for repentance. It is a time for you to acknowledge your ways. It's a time for you to say, Lord, I messed up. God, I had a setback. God, I didn't do your way. God, I didn't pay my tithes. God, I didn't trust you in this area. God, I wasn't supposed to mess with that person, but I did. God, forgive me. God, I was lonely. God, this happened and that happened and all these different things happened. It's a time of repentance. You want to come into 2016 with an open and a clear heart. A clear heart and a clear mind. You cannot carry the baggage of yesteryear into this year because you would not fully embrace the abundance that God has for you in 2016. I already declared that God has already crowned the year with his bounty, but you would not get the bounty of God if you do not repent. When Minister Earl was up here talking, I said, brothers, in my message, don't even know it. It's time for us to get right, church. Holiness is still right. It's time for us to repent. Jeremiah 31 says, surely after my turning, I repented. And after I was instructed, I struck myself in the thigh. I was ashamed. Yes, even, even, even humiliated because I bore the reproach of my youth. It was a time of repentance. Repentance. Psalm 19 verse 12 says, who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from my secret faults. He says, some faults are not obvious to all. There are things that are called secret faults. Faults that nobody but you and Jesus can see. Or those who are up close and personal to you can see. Uh-huh. Yeah, quiet in here. That's okay. But it says, keep your servant back from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgressions. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. That was the prayer of David. That his heart would be right. And if it wasn't right, God, I want to get it right before you. A time of repentance. A time of repentance. And once, see, that, that's the key thing. You, 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 you have to come to a place of repentance. When you come to Jesus, you have to repent of your sins. You have to repent. If you want the blessings of God, God doesn't bless mess. He doesn't bless mess. He doesn't do it. You have to, you have to admit that you are a hot mess to receive his blessings. See, God, see, he acknowledges where you are in your place of, of, of mess, but he doesn't leave you in your place of mess. But you have to announce that you're there. When you go to an NA meeting or AA meeting or whatever type of A meeting, you have to first acknowledge who you are. You have to first acknowledge your struggle. You have to first acknowledge the thing that you are dealing with. You say, my name is blah, blah, and I am a blah, blah, blah. My name is Arthur, and I am a sinner. I have to acknowledge who I am. I guess they well, Lord, just forgive me. I just move over. Oh, God, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You have not really acknowledged your sin. See, there's a difference between forgiveness and repentance. Forgiveness is to say, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I just forgive. Overlook what I just did. Don't worry about it. Repentance means I'm turning away from the thing that has driven a wedge between us, God. Repentance means that I'm coming back to the top. Pent means top. Repent means I'm coming back to the top. When you sin, you fall. You come down from your high place. You come down from your place of blessing. You come down from the place of provision. You come down from the crown place that he has for you in 2016. But when you enter into a place of repentance, it brings you back to the top. He restores you. That's why David said he restores my soul. Why would he need restoration? Because he messed up. And God sent him and he went into a time of repentance. You read Psalms 51. Created me a clean heart. Oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Cast me not away from that presence. Why is he praying like that? Because he messed up. It was a time of repentance. If you want God's bounty, if you want God's abundance in your life for 2016, for some of you, it's your time to repent. It's your time to stop fighting God. Your arms are too short to box for God anyway. Some of you, God's been tapping your shoulder for years. You said, Lord, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Now is the time. What are you waiting for? Some of you got calls on your life to do great things, have great ministries that you've been fighting it for so long. It's time, it's time to now stop the fighting. Stop the fighting. And to repent. And say, Lord... Not my will, but your will be done in 2016. A time of repentance. Then it brings me, once you repent, it brings me to my next time that some of you are in. It's a time of renewal. A time of renewal. Renewal. I just said, created me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. David was saying, I'm, de- I'm not just repenting. I'm not, I just don't want to just be forgiven, God, but I want to be restored, God. I need all things to become new, God. I need you to create in me a clean heart. The heart that I had is wicked. The heart that I had don't work no more. The heart that I had is, 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 is just deceitful right now. But I need a new heart. Some of you need a heart transplant in 2016. God, give me a clean heart. Give me a new heart. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. In other words, create in me a heart that, 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 that wants to do your will. A heart that, that's hard after you. A heart that wants to follow your word. A heart mind. You can't have a do right mind unless you have a do right heart. We have to get to the heart of the matter. God wants to give you a new heart. It's a time for renewal. Some of you have been so tired and weary for the battle. In 2015, it just seemed like one battle after the next battle after the next battle. And God is saying, it's your time for renewal. It's your time for you to be refreshed. It's your time for you to be revived. It's, it's your time for renewal. I love what David says. He said, he said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Some of you need some joy. When the last time you laughed? When last thing you had a smile on your face, you're like you've been baptized in prune juice. You're like you've been stuck on a lemon before you came to God's house. I can't even get a praise out of you because you're just so tight. You need to be renewed. God needs to renew you. God wants to do something new in you. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. When he talks about the joy. In other words, when you first got saved, you, you were shot to the hilltops what God did for you. When last time you testified about what God has done for you? When last time you shared with your family, your coca, how good God has been to you? It is your time for 
renewal. And to uphold me with your generous spirit. God wants to uphold you. And I love he said, he said, look, God, if you uphold me, if you do these things, I would teach transgressors the way. In other words, when I'm renewed, I'll help others get renewed. <laughs> so you can't be stingy with God. You got to share with others what he's done because they need the same God you have. You have the answer to their problems. You have the solution to their need. So you can't be stingy. You can't keep your mouth shut about what God has done. When he renews you, you'll be able to renew others. When he blesses you, you'll be able to bless others. That's what this year is about. God is saying he's going to shower you with his bounty. But it's not for you to hog all the blessings to yourself and say, my, 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 stay away. No, 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 my, my, my. No, it's for you to share with others. And as you receive, as you, as you receive and you give out, God will give you more. That's what Minister David was saying, press down, shake it together, running over, that as you give, God will continue to give to you. A time of renewal. A time of renewal. God wants to bring you into a time of renewal. This month of the year is a very pivotal point. I was encouraged, brothers and sisters in Christ, don't get too busy in January. This is your time you need to hear from heaven. That's why we have all night prayer. The first week in every, every January. We've been doing this our third year doing it. Fourth year doing it. It's a time for us to seek the Lord. What does God have in store for you for this year? You can't get so caught up that you fail to hear what God is saying. Don't get so lost in the hustle and the bustle of life. God wants to renew you. He wants to renew you. But you have to be in a place to be renewed. Again, if you don't access the blessing, if you don't access the mail, if you don't access the daily blessing, if you don't ask God for it, you can't receive it. A shut mouth is a closed heart. A shut mouth is a closed life. If you don't ask him for it, it won't happen. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. Ask the Lord. He'll give you renewal. He'll give you a refreshing. He'll give you a touch. Amen? It brings me to my final point. We talked about what time it is. We, we, we spoke about the time of remembrance and we spoke about the time of repentance. We spoke about just God doing great things in our life. But then God began to say, son, you forgot one more time. I said, well, what's the last time? though? What, what, what time is it, Jesus? He said, it's a time for a new thing. It's a time for a new thing. It's a time for a new thing. Why don't you tell your neighbor, it's time for a new thing. Uh-huh. See, the old hasn't worked, so this year he wants to do something new in you. It's time for a new thing. The book of Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19 to 21 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye know it, shall you know it he says I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert, he said now I will do it, in other words I have a heart to do it, in other words you can count on it that I'm going to do it I'm going to do a new thing, but when are you going to do the new thing Lord, you've been a new thing, when are you going to I love the scripture, now it shall spring 
forth. And as I begin to read that, he said, now is the time. Now is the season. Now is the moment that I want to do a new thing in you. This is the time where it shall spring forth. Some of you have been praying. Some of you have been fasting. Some of you have been seeking the Lord. And God is saying, now is the time it's going to spring forth. Now is the time that I'm going to do a new thing. Now is the time that I'm going to make a way for you out of nowhere. The Bible says he will make a, a way, a road in the wilderness. What is a road? A road is a, it, it is a paved pathway. In other words, I'm going to give instruction to you. I'm going to give direction to you. What is a wilderness? A, 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 a wilderness is a dry, bearing place. A wilderness is nothing but full of, 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 of just nothing. But God is saying in the midst of the wilderness, notice that God is not taking you out of the wilderness. Y'all stop shouting now. (laughs) He's not taking you out of the wilderness. He's saying right in the place you're in right now. Right in the place of struggle. Right in the place of pain. Right in the place where your issue is. God is saying I'm going to do a new thing in that place. Often we want God to take us out of the fire, but God says, I'm going to be with you in the fire, baby. God says, I'm going to provide for you right where you are. I'm going to show you my glory right where you are. It is your time for a new thing. He said, I will even make a road in the wilderness. Some of you are in the wilderness today, but I need you to hear the word of the Lord for you, that it is your time for a new thing. A new thing is that God is going to make a way for you out of nowhere. And I love the scripture because he said he's going to make rivers in the desert. He's not taking you out of the desert. He's going to provide rivers in the desert. In other words, in the dry place where there's nothing but sand, humidity, and arid air. He said, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to give you everything that you stand in need of. Rivers in the desert. He said, the beasts of the field will honor me and the jackals and the ostriches because I will give water in the wilderness in your dry place. 2015 for some of you was a dry place, but God is saying, I'm going to show you my power. I'm about to do something new for you. Rivers in the desert. He said to give a drink to my people. Are you his people this morning? He wants to give you a drink today. He is the living water. He said, I'm going to give a drink to my people, my chosen. Uh That means he chose you. Amen. He chose you to even go through your wilderness. Come on now. Even Jesus had to go through the wilderness. uh, But God provided for him in the wilderness. And God is no respecter for person. So that means what he did for Jesus, he can do for you. And he said, I'm going to make a way for you. I'm going to provide for you because I am doing a new thing. He said, this people have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. They shall declare my praise. So that means in the midst of your hurt and your pain and, you know, your struggle, God is saying that I'm going to do something new. But in the midst of me doing something new, you have to do something. You have to declare my praise. You have to worship me in spite of how you feel. Because, see, we are feeling generation. We don't feel like dinner. We just don't do it. I don't feel like going to work. So I'm going to use all my sickness because I don't have to go nowhere. We just don't feel like doing it. Where has life become about feelings? Where's your spirit of resilience? 
We, are, we, we, we call ourselves children of God. Every little thing that go wrong, we complain and cry and murmur. That's not the season we're in. If God is going to do a new thing, you have to be resilient in 2016. You can't give up because something goes wrong. You can't give up because something goes wrong. You have to have a press in your spirit. You have to have a resiliency. There's no way to come help. Come high water. I'm still going to go after what God has for me. As you trust him, that's what a new thing was. See, the miracle always happens in the mess. miracle always happens in the mess if there was no mess you wouldn't need a miracle and it always happens when all the odds are stacked up against you in other words there's no way naturally you can win you don't have the resources you don't have the strength you don't have the swagger you don't have all the things it doesn't add up but this is where God is saying, this is your wilderness. This is your droplets. This is your desert. God is saying that I'm going to do something new. I'm going to show you my power. I'm going to show you that I'm God, that I care for you. You look at your finances and God is not enough. I don't even know how I'm going to pay the rent. But God is saying in the midst of it, I'm going to show you my power. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you a miracle. A miracle. Miracles only come when there's a mess. This only comes with a mess. And God is saying that this is the year that I want to show you something. I want to show you my greatness. He has crowned 2016 with abundance. He's crowned 2016 with everything that you need, church. I don't know what we're going to face this year. I don't know what we're going to come against this year. But I'm expecting the great. I can sit here and speculate that, oh, this could happen and that could happen. And what was me? No, no, I'm going with a spirit of faith. I'm expecting God to open up doors. I'm expecting that December 31st, 2016, I'm going to be in a greater place than I am today, January 3rd, 2016. You see, I, 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 I have to have an optimistic spirit. Amen. I can't be a, a pessimist and just maybe this and that and that and that and this and that. No, no, no. I walk by faith and not by sight. That's the heart of the Christian. You have to have faith in this season. You cannot allow yourself to be deterred and moved by what happens around you. I don't care if you, I don't care if you get bad news. I don't care if someone dropped dead. I don't care what happens. You have to stay focused this year. You have to stay focused. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's uncomfortable. One of the things I told my missus this month, I said, you have to learn how to produce under pressure. It's quiet in here. Lord, it's too hot in here. This desert is too hot, God. Lord, I haven't found no water yet. God is uncomfortable. But God said, I'm going to give you a river in the desert. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pave a road for you. No, I don't know which way to go. It's just trees everywhere, God. I'm confused, God. He said, I'm going to pave a way for you. I'm not taking you out, but I'm bringing you through. I'm not taking you out, but I'm bringing you through. I'm going to bring you through because it is your time for a new thing. It is your time. Israel wandered and wandered in the wilderness in a circle for 40 years. Your time for wandering is over. It's time for you to cross over into the greater that God has for you. He has crowned 2016 with abundance.
But now we need to crown him with our praise. He has crowned the year with abundance. He, he has already said gathering church. And you can put your name. If you're part of the gathering church, put your name in there. Put your family name in there. He's already crowned this year with everything that you need. It's your responsibility to go and ask him for what you need. A shut mouth is a shut up life. Ask him daily for what you need. Don't just pray once. Don't just pray now when we have our prayer call. No, no. Pray daily. Ask him every day for your daily bread. Your daily bread is your daily provisions. Everything that you need for that day. That's what the Lord's Prayer means. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be the name of the kingdom come, that will be done or that is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give me all the things that I need for today. If you're going to walk in the provisions of the Lord, you have to talk to the Lord every day. This walk with God is a daily walk. It's not a Sunday morning only walk. It's not when things go bad. Walk It's an everyday walk. It's every day with Jesus. That's the type of life that God wants you to live. That's the abundant life. He said, I'll come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. The abundant life is a life that's connected to the one who brings abundance. And his name is Jesus this morning. I'm asking us all to stand, church. As we're ready to close out this service. raise a challenge right now. God is calling us church to trust him this year like we've never trusted him before. And for some of you this is new because you've never trusted the Lord in this manner before. You've, you've never been in this place before. And that's okay. That's okay. For some of you it's another step, it's another step of faith. It's you stepping out of your comfort zone to something new and that's okay. But this year, God is calling us to step out of the boat. Like he told Peter, if it's you, Lord, bid me come. He said, come on. It's time for you to come on out. You've been safe too long. You've been playing it safe too long. And when you play it safe, you'll never get the abundance of what God has for you. Limit God's ability in your life when you play it safe. You want to see God do great things? And make, it means that you have to have great faith. Great faith means you're going to believe God and take risks and do things that don't make sense naturally. I would share the testimony about when my wife and I got, got married. We said we could only afford an apartment. Well, $500 a month. We could only afford an apartment. $500 a month. And I said, okay, Lord. So that's what we could afford. That's what the budget says. And God says, I want you to move to Hackensack, New Jersey. I said, Hackensack, what? Hacking what? I'm born and raised in the South Bronx. Bronx, all I know. Here I'm moving to Hackensack, New Jersey. Don't even have a license. Can't even drive and get around nowhere. And then the rent has the nerve to be $809 a month. And I said, um, Jesus, our budget said um, we can only afford that amount. But this says $890. I, I don't know how we're going to afford that, Lord. Find jobs. Week two weeks before the wedding week before the wedding, both my jobs fall through. So here I am with a new apartment. I just signed a one-year lease on. My newlywed. Coming home. No job. No money. No income. But God, you said. God, you led us. God, we didn't do this by ourselves. 
we ain't that smart. We couldn't do this by ourselves if we tried. God, you, you gave us the divine appointments for us to be here. And I tell you, the rent God paid every month. I tell you, God provided every month. Been to 13 years. The rent has never been late. God's provided every step of the way. Didn't have to beg nobody. God provided. You have to pick God to the test. See, some of you, because you're so, you're so used to playing it safe, that you won't even dare step out. You're like, no. I, 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 I can't and God is saying it's time for you to step out if you want to see the great things of God you have to have great faith hey, wait a minute this, I'm not sick this is water though wait, what? wait a minute this is, you can't get sucked out by the end because it it's water idiot you're going to sink but God is saying trust me and allow me to lead you I'm walking on water. Oh my God. Wait a minute. The boat is back there. Everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy because they, they're playing it safe too. They want me to come back and join them. Misery loves company, but I, it's my time. It, 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 it's my time for renewal. It, it, it's, it's my time. It doesn't make sense how I'm doing it. I don't even know how I'm doing it, but God, it's not me doing it. It's God. Is doing it. He's enabling me to do things that I never thought I'd be able to do. But my degree says one thing. I don't even have a degree. How am I even qualified to even do this job? Oh, my God. I can't, how can I even afford this stuff? Oh, how can I? How, how, how is this happening in, in, in my life? I know we talked about it. I'm the pastor talked about it. But here I am. I'm now walking. That's what God wants for you this year. He wants you to step out and trust him. It is your time. It is your season. He has crowned the new year with his bounty, with his generosity. He has given you everything that you need to be successful. And you don't have to ask for it. It's already here. It's here now. Shoot January first hit, it was already here. You just have to go to your mailbox and get it. It's already there. Boom, you got mail. It's already there. You just have to claim it today. So if the Holy Ghost is talking to you this morning, because I know who he is, be honest and come to this altar right now so we can pray, church. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm standing with you. Come on. What you waiting for?
altar, just lift your hands up before the Lord right now. And even those in the congregation, they come and lift your hands too. Hallelujah. Father, we lift up our hands because it's a sign of surrenderance. It's a sign that says, Lord, in ourselves, we don't have the answer. In ourselves, we don't have what it takes. In ourselves, we don't have the provision. In ourselves, we cannot make it come to pass. But we're simply saying, in raised hands, it's a sign of worship. It's a sign of surrenderance that says, God, we need you. We need you. We need you, Father. We need you for this 2016 year. We come to you giving you the first fruits of our year. We come before you this Sunday, Lord God, the first Sunday of 2016, Lord. And Father, we're asking you right now that you would strengthen us. We're asking you right now that you would renew us, Lord God. Oh God, as we remember what you've done, Father, in 2015, we thank you. We thank you for the miracles. We thank you that for even the hills we had to climb and even the vows we had to go through. But God, you were faithful to us, Father God. And we thank you that it was a time to rejoice because we saw your power. We saw your wondrous acts. We saw your mercy. We saw your power in our lives. We saw prayers being answered, Lord God. And even in that, Lord God, it brought us to a place of repentance to say, God, there are things in my life that need to shift. There's things in my life. There's a, I, my stinky thinking needs to change. My attitude needs to change. Something in my heart needs to change, Lord God. Then it brought us to a place of renewal, Lord God, where we want to be refreshed and revived and, and revitalized, Lord God. And in the midst of it all, God, you're crying this year saying that I want to do a new thing. Same moment but different times. I want to do a new thing. So, Father, we stand in agreement for that new thing that you want to do in the lives of my brother and my sister. In the lives of those who are watching by podcast this morning, God. In the lives of those, oh God, who stand in great need, God. God, we believe in you that 2016 will be an extraordinary year. 2016 will not be an ordinary year. But 2016 will be a year of great advancement. It shall be a year of great advancement. I declare and decree it shall be a year of establishment. It shall be a year of growth. It shall be a year, oh God, of your abundance, of your bounty, of your blessings, of your power, of your provision, of miracles. I declare it. I decree it so in the name of Jesus that your church, your people, they're shifting into their destiny. They're going after the greater that you have in store for them. Father, we call it done in faith. We call it done in faith, oh God. That you would do the work in us. And that you would help us to be a blessing to those who are around us, oh God. Father, we're to share the blessing. We're to share the miracles. We're to testify. We're to be a light in the world. Oh God, the church is the hope of the world. Because the hope of the church is Jesus. So Father, shine through us this year. Do things, oh God, that we never thought we'd be able to do, oh God. And Father, you have crowned the year. So now we crown you with our praise. Can we crown him with our praise, church? Come on. Let's crown him Lord of Lords. Come on, let's crown him King of Kings. Come on, let's crown him with our praise. Come on, let's crown him with our worship. Come on, let's crown him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. We glorify you. We thank you. We worship you. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah.